Welcome back everyone to the World of Work podcast to the wow. I am happy to kick off season two. Season two is an opportunity for new beginnings, new topics, but same level of engagement and the same mantra, which is about putting that wow back to work for all of us and kind of maybe redefining even what we mean by work in the first place. So I'm kind of going to ask you to come on a journey with me if you so wish to. And, and we're going to travel light and we're going to travel far. Light because we may realize that the maps, the tools that we have today may no longer match the topography of tomorrow. And we may realize as well that we have some baggage that we're carrying, some assumptions that may not be serving us really, really well either in the future world of work in the 21st century. Yeah, because it is, it is a far trip, isn't it? You know, 21st century, you're like, my God, we've become futurologists. No, not at all. Not at all. But it is important. And it's also, by the way, a, a coaching technique. If you ever feel that, you know, we're kind of going around in circles in the here and the now, and you kind of feel like, well, these are same patterns, same conversations, just different words, different names of professions, um, but same dynamics and same ways of approaching it. You know, when, when you feel you're kind of in that circle, then you know what? Take a step out, dissociate, go to the future, stretch that timeline. The moment you stretch it, the brain is going to open up and say, hey, wow, okay, I can really design something different here. I can really be a bit more daring. It allows you to build a vision. It allows you to build a greater sense of direction. It kind of gives you that North Star. We know stars are far away, aren't they? We've got to keep our feet on the ground. We know that. But our minds can travel far. And then when we come back to the present, the amazing thing is you're going to start seeing things very different from before. This is a very powerful coaching technique and also often used, we can use in business too. So this is what we're going to do. And it's not going to be like in this episode necessarily and only and exclusively. Um, it's something I encourage you to do, you know, to project what your world of work would look like in the 21st century. I have some ideas. I'm happy to share them with you. But ultimately, I think this is about you. It's about you taking ownership of your world of work. Because the way you see your world of work is the way you're going to live it. And so I recommend you see it with the freshest eyes possible, with the most optimistic eyes possible, and that you open up that landscape beyond the concept of a job, beyond the concept of employment, and I know how difficult that could be, especially if there are financial constraints. I understand that perfectly well. What I'm also saying, though, is if we keep kind of getting stuck, we will not be able to design that world of work that I think the world of work deserves, first of all, and I think that you deserve as well. So... When we look into this world of work and we kind of 
kind of look at it the way it is today, I really ask the question, what has really changed in the course of these 20 years, 25, 30 years, 40, the course of these 100 years? I know what you're going to say. A lot has changed. We work very differently. Um, Technology has allowed us to automate end-to-end processes, to uh, simplify um, transactional work, to relieve the human from a lot of hardships. Absolutely true. This pandemic has allowed us to learn to work from everywhere and anywhere. Very true. Um, If I play a song for you, actually, if I'm able to do that, and you will excuse me if there's background noise as I try to put this on. And by the way, the the wow is also on video, so you can see how I... (laughs) How I multitask in this one. But if I put the song on for you, you will absolutely tell me, yeah, my God, things have dramatically changed since this time. Some of you may remember the song. I remember it really, really well. And I also like Dolly Parton a lot. And back then, back then, this movie was more about women in the workforce, in the workplace, and a great movie, a super funny movie. (laughs) Um, So I think, yeah, movie of the 1980s, and you're going to say, of course, a lot has changed, and even for women, uh, you have many more women. working and in senior positions, etc. So I hear you. I hear you. And I've seen many of these changes. I've been in the environment for the past 25 years and I've been handling human resources for the past 25 years. I have seen radical changes in in how we work. Um, but my question is, is, what are some of the deep transformational changes when it comes to the concept of work and the concept of employment. And and that opens up a different conversation because it's no longer about what are the professions of the future. It's no longer about what are the skills of the future. We know I can send you lots of information, lots of reports, WEF, to the ILO, by the way, ILO and the World Bank that have amazing information, amazing statistics, amazing reports. It's all accessible and it's uh, you don't need to pay consultants for that, by the way. And and so there's there's a lot, a lot of information out there. The Global Skills Index of the Future. Um, companies are currently identifying their gaps in terms of what are the skills, the competencies needed in the future, and nobody really knows, so it's kind of like a stab in the dark anyway. So, you know, we, we get it. We're all, you know, professionals. We, we stay updated uh, in this kind of chaos because we're all trying to figure it out. Um, but are we figuring it out with the same logic that we have been using in the past 100 years? <laughs> or are we really challenging some assumptions so there was a, a time in history where Henry Ford, he, he said, you all know the story, right? You ask, you ask the people what they want. They want faster horses. So you ask companies what they want. 
they want faster means of production that are more profitable. And the human is a means of production. Still is considered one of the many means of production now. But that's what companies want. What kind of human we don't know? <laughs> you know what, what kind of skills of that human? We really don't know. We don't even know, you know what they're actually supposed to do. Um, but that's what we want. That's, if you ask companies, that's what they will say. If you ask people, they're going to say, well, we want a means of employment to be able to pay our bills and live the life we want, which is better than what we have. We're, we're operating under that very clear logic. So it took a while for the cars to uh, replace the horses <laughs> as a means of transportation, didn't it? But there, there was coexistence in between, or to replace the horses and the carriages, of course, as a means of transportation. It's going to take a while for the electric cars to replace the uh, fuel engine-driven cars, which is, by the way, a car I drive, and I still like to drive that. So you will excuse me for, for that. If you guys are for electric, I am too, but not yet. Um, so this is what we notice in, 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 in history, right? This uh, coexistence, fading out, fading in, but always a little bit like this challenging assumptions. Who would have thought, you know, telephone way back then it was about, first of all, you're stuck to some sort of device which is connected either to a wall or to a wire. And it was only to say, hey, hi, how are you? You know, and, and if you couldn't get the person on the line, you couldn't get the person on the line. Don't be you. Got on with your life. And who would have thought, right? Today, your life is your phone because it's so smart. <laughs> it knows everything about you. And it's, it's about challenging these assumptions. You know, one I love is Bitcoin. And then the jury is, is out in terms of the future of cryptocurrencies. But it's interesting, not so much Bitcoin per se, but it's the assumptions underlying Bitcoin. Like who said that... Money, the value of money is guaranteed by a central authority, not by, for example, the users of that currency through a blockchain technology. Who said that, right? So it's interesting to challenge some of these assumptions. I don't think we have done that at all in the world of work. So I put this picture of uh, Metropolis as part of the kind of representing the kickoff of the season two as a reminder of that. So a good friend of mine, he introduced me to the movie, and therefore I will admit to my to my ignorance in in regards to, to the movies. It's a movie of uh, from 1927 by Fritz Lang. I really recommend you guys have a look at that movie because it incorporates, It's I think it's the epitome actually of what labor relations in the broader sense, employee-employer relations are still about. So it's coexistence of different, let's say, the human, non-human, okay, but it is mostly asset control and time control and in how our lives are so dictated by, by time that we no longer own. We no longer own that time. John Maynard Keynes had said in 1915, he, he had predicted... Uh, he also did a future journey and said, in 100 years, the human will be freed from work uh, and will work 50% of the time. I don't know about you, but I don't know that many people who work, who are kind of freed from work. 
everybody's working much more than that. And now everybody's happy they can work from home. But hey, there's no distinction between work and life. You're connected 24-7. And you are productive. And even if this pandemic changed the way we work, it's so funny. There are, there are many leaders, colleagues that, that I talk to, and they kind of say, well, how can I make sure my team is productive? So we are so used to this logic of productivity because this is the economic model that has served us up until now. And we know employment is good for the economy. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not on any crusade. I'm on a trip. I'm on that trip to the future to kind of say, how can we leverage the challenges of our time, which is about the fourth industrial revolution, which is about the depletion of natural resources, which is about very different demographics compared to 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, which is about different challenges, but also opportunities to really review some of these paradigms, which does not mean switch on, switch off. It means coexistence. What kind of coexistence? What kind of paradigms can we imagine? And remember what I said in the beginning. I'd like you to go through that journey of your world of work. But it starts from one, one switch in our minds. One big switch in our minds, which is you control and you own your assets. Nobody else does. Nobody else can take care of them. No company, no government, no union, no social security, no, in the future, God knows, the pension, the pension schemes, what they're going to look like, if they're going to be pensions at all. I think there will be, but they're going to be very different from what we know them today. So how about... Here's a trip that I'm kind of imagining of the future world of work. Um, so less about the human being a means of production. Less about the human being a means of production owned, excuse me, by capital and by capital. It could be private, it could be public. I'm not, again, uh, advocating for any kind of political ideology. I'm just looking at it from a very practical um more economic and human perspective. So moving away from that as a means of economic production and productivity. And I'm kind of saying, well, how about the human as a means of expression of its full potential, which could be economic or not necessarily. It could be following into the logic of the economies that we know or new economies. Or maybe it's more about transaction of activities as opposed to employment of the human. So how about also seeing maybe this future world of work where work is less of a fatality, the way many people see it. Less, uh, I'm paraphrasing Michel Foucault. And more as this possibility. This possibility of manifesting, expressing, but also discovering what you can bring to, to the world, what you can bring to the working community. It's a possibility of you to manifest different parts of you, which means work is less of something that defines who I am or my profession being something that today is defining who I am, my status, also in relation to society. You know, I am my business card. 
I am my title. <laughs> I, I hope you guys are much more than that. Um, and, and shift that to, well, who I am and who I want to become is going to determine what I'm going to do and the professions that I will embrace. Flip that equation. Could be. Why not? Again, we travel light. Who said that's not possible? Which also means if we take that journey further with our brain, it also means how about, hey, it's less about one career within a certain space. One's in HR, always in HR. One's in healthcare, always in healthcare. And how about embracing multiple professions? based on your skills, based on your experience, based on your passions, based on your interests. How about that? Multiple multiple professions. And how about less of contracting my assets through an employment relationship and taking ownership instead of my assets in an entrepreneurial relationship? So that means looking at your assets like a CEO would look at the portfolio of her company, right? A CEO would look into what are the assets this organization has? You do the same. What can I offer? What is it that I'm really good at? And how can I position this in the market? How can I monetize or how Do I decide some things I may want to monetize, other things I will not want to because I will do it willingly and I will do it and I can do it as well with no monetary compensation for it. This means, though, that, you know, most probably, not only do you need to kind of become a CEO of your assets and manage those, invest in them that means you got to stay updated it means you got to you got to really choose as well your area of your circle of competence as um, Warren Buffett would say which could be multiplicities but it's probably going to be a certain playing field that you're going to determine so you're going to need to learn as well how to manage those assets like a CFO would manage the assets of a company How about in this future world of work, if we flip it on the other side, that it's less about, so on the corporate side, on the business side, that it's less about building these exclusive corporate cultures, the employee experience, and it's all about our talent, it's all about retention, and all about closed talent pools, because our people are the best people, (laughs) and we want your loyalty, and we want you to to press on the smileys the moment you walk out of a cafeteria, you walk out of a coffee corner because we want you happy because if you're happy, you're productive, you're engaged and we're all happy. Fantastic. Keep that. But how about also considering maybe in the future world of work, an open source culture? Can you imagine the shift that's necessary? <laughs> it's almost, I'm, I'm almost getting dizzy about that because I would completely need to redefine my role as HR and that means that means a truly inclusive culture 
of a blended workforce. Excuse me, I don't even want to use the word workforce. Of blended working partners. Wow. That means, you know, I no longer hold on to the talents. I allow them. I allow them. They allow themselves. That's what they want. Because they're entrepreneurs of their their lives, remember? They're managing their assets. They're the ones, i.e. you, who is going to say, okay, this opportunity is good for me because I'm going to learn X, Y, Z. And then I'm going to move on to something else. But hey, that should not be a problem in the future world of work. Why not companies being open enough once they define what's their IP, what's their core, what, you know, what still has to stay, of course, let's say within the, the, the bulk of their core activities and also the human assets related to that. But hey, I actually really want to move away from this concept of human assets, I'm sorry, but because, again, it, it inevitably brings about organizational structures that are about control. And then on the flip side, it creates dependency. So on this train of thought, how about a future world of work and companies where it's less about verticalities, less about pyramids, less about functional silos, and more about these fluid intersections amongst the connecting points? Why do we need to box these connecting points? I mean, I know why. (laughs) We've been doing that for centuries, for centuries, for 200 years since the Industrial Revolution. I mean, we've gotten more sophisticated. And why is that? Because the only models of reference we humans had were, were just two, really, religion and the military, through all the changes that they've also gone through. So we are used to that form of thinking, command and control. But so the future world of work, how about that? You know, companies with this more open source type of culture, no pyramid structures. That's going to redefine completely the concept of leadership. That's going to redefine completely the job matching of the future. Wow, imagine that. And how about a world of work less about that ownership and more about that partnership amongst peers, amongst entrepreneurs? So let's land for a second, because <laughs> you're going to go on your own trip, right? Um, and, and I do realize this is a bit like, wait, it's a lot of stuff, um, and we're just beginning. And I do want to hear from you, but I do believe that this is much closer than we think. And I do think you are much readier. And much readier, that's probably a very wrong way of saying it in English. You are readier <laughs> than companies and governments and any kind of public policy makers because we know these are, the dyna- these are the dynamics of the future. I mean, they're going to take different shapes and forms, come up with different paradigms, but you, you must have experienced quite a few mutations already in your lifetime, in your professional lifetime, and the new generations that can experience even more, and they want something very different. So it starts with you and me. And this is where I think when we come back to the present, after this journey that you're going to take, it may be different, but you're going to look into the present with very different, very different eyes. Probably you're going to look into that employment relationship very differently too regardless of the level you are in, in an organization. So the, 
here's the here's the thing. I do think the future is closer than we think, and and I'm going to start as I said with you and me. So some of the upcoming episodes they're going to really be around three, let's say, main topics or paradigms, if you will. One, multiplicity of professions. Not only is it possible in a lifetime, it's probably necessary. And there are people who are already doing that. Let's get to know them. Transversality of careers. If there are no more or less about vertical structures, how do you build your career in a flatter type of world of work and landscape? You know, how do you have transversality in your careers as opposed to verticality? And, and the third one, which is really close to my heart, and I think it's the lowest hanging fruit that you can even start considering today. Today, nobody stops you, regardless of what that employment relationship may be. It is how to become an entrepreneur of your life, how to manage, organize your life, not only as a business venture, this is the definition of an entrepreneur, but as a life adventure. This means embracing as well a nomadic and relational mindset. This means feeling comfortable, feeling at ease, in a very fluid. Fluid does not mean chaotic in a very fluid world of work. So absolutely looking forward to this journey, to traveling together back and forth, future, present. If we want to take a look into the past, we can as well to see some of the patterns but I do, do strongly recommend we kind of keep that North Star, keep that sense of direction, and start today with some of the things that we can already make happen. Looking forward to staying connected. Take good care. Until next time.